Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and welcome to worship here at Highland Valley United Methodist Church on this first Sunday in Lent. We are thrilled that you have joined us and pray that you will be blessed by our service today and your participation in it. Please remember uh, to like, share, and comment on your social media sites so that we can share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ with, uh, with all of our friends and family as we celebrate Lent today. The psalmist says, O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into God's presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to God with songs of praise. Will you bow with me? Almighty and gracious God, we thank you today for all your many blessings, for all the ways that you have shown your love to us and been with us through the ordeals the joys, the sorrows, the trials, the tribulations in this life. This morning, we come to you and lift those who are sick, those who are suffering, the oppressed, the forgotten, the lonely, the imprisoned, the hungry, the homeless, the naked, the refugee, the immigrant, all who are yearning and searching for you. We come this morning lifting to you our sins, asking for your forgiveness, for the ways that we have failed to love you and our neighbors as ourselves. Forgive us, we pray, O Lord, and free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. And God, we come asking that you would show us the way, show us the way to love as you have loved us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
sermon series had me thinking about one of my very favorite parts of being in the classroom, and that was sitting down with my students every year and creating our classroom norms. We called them norms. You may call them classroom rules. We called them norms because that word signified this is normal. This is just the normal way we act. No one's making us do it. It's what we do. And it was really important because those norms did several things for us. First, they answered any questions you may have about walking into our classroom. This is what's happening. They gave us language. Maybe if there was a disagreement, we could point back to the norms. Did this happen? Did this happen? Okay, what next? They, we all signed them at the bottom, so it held us accountable. No one could say, I didn't know. Well, you were with us and you signed your name, so we know you did. And most importantly, this was the very first step into making us into a real family. Those norms hanging on the wall all year long helped us work towards our common goal which usually the class chose respect. They wrote the norms, not me. We came up with them all together. And, and we did have to revisit those sometimes. We got There were times when we got off track and we had to go back and sit down and say, remember the promises we made? Let's get, let's get back on track with those. And did you know we have norms in church? Mm -hmm. We call them vows. And another word for vow is promise. We have some promises we make to make us one big, happy community of learners, just like school. We have people coming from all different places with all different things in their brain and all different styles of learning. So having this one set of things that we promise to do helps us come together as a community of learners without getting off track. And just like in a classroom community, we have to go revisit those sometimes. We need to revisit those church norms too. That's what keeps us accountable. That's what keeps us together. That's what gives us the language. That's what gets us back on track when we start getting off. And so we're here to help. For the next few weeks, we're going to remind you and re-energize you and get you excited about those goals, those vows that you made. But we all need to be reminded, especially at this time when we can't be together, those promises we made to honor God and our church. And the first vow that we made, and you're gonna say, oh, that's easy, Miss Crystal. We promise to honor God and our church with our prayers. Yeah. We just said, God, we're going to be in a relationship with you. We're going to talk to you through our prayers. And part of that is praying for your church. And so this week, I challenge you to just start. If you're new in your prayer life, this is an easy way to start because we're going to use our hand because it's, it's there. You use it a lot. So it would be easy to remember. It's an easy reminder. I want you to practice praying right when you wake up. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, when you go to bed. Thank you, Lord, for waking me up. Thank you for my breakfast. Thank you for my lunch. Thank you for my dinner. Thank you for a wonderful day. Start with five times a day, and you'll, you'll start learning that as you do that, this whole season of Lent, your prayers will get longer, and your prayers will get stronger, and your prayers may change a little bit, and it will become a habit. 
And because we said we promised to honor church with our vows, we can, with our prayers, we can all hold each other accountable because now we have that language. We're reminded of that vow. We're coming together as a community to do this all together. Let's pray. God, thank you that we have people in our lives that help us stay on track in our relationship with you. Thank you for people that love us and guide us towards a closer relationship with you. We pray to use this Lenten season to remember our vows and to be excited about our vows and use our prayers to honor you and your church. Amen. Good morning. We're so happy you're here sharing with us in this time of worshiping together. I invite you to the word of God as it is recorded in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which passes, surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us share in a word of prayer. God, we pray now as I stand as a vessel in your hands that, O oh God, you would speak to me and through me that these words may be a blessing to your people in Christ's name, I pray, amen. I have entitled this message for today, By Prayer and Supplication with Thanksgiving. You better understand that as we go along. Let me set the stage for this text, for this chapter, and perhaps for the overall letter that we are referencing today as our scriptural basis. In various places, Paul talks about standing firm in the Lord, not only in this chapter and verse, but throughout the letter and throughout much of his writings. Paul talks about, in verse 2, soundness of unity. And then he talks about those whose names are in the book of life, those who have transitioned out of this life into that life to come. Then in this writing, Paul talks about the peace of God, peace of God that passes all understanding. Then there is the theme of joy. It is woven throughout this entire chapter. As we move along, if you read further into what Paul writes here, he then talks about uh, there are the things that could separate us from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Remember, the writer, Paul himself, was in prison awaiting trial in Rome when he wrote these words. But in the middle of this writing and the situation that Paul was in, that he was facing, he took the time to pen 
these words of hope and encouragement that I have shared with you. Now, it will come as no surprise for me to say to you today, as believers, we are to be people of prayer. If you have prayed or felt the need to pray, it is probable, probably because you wanted something to change. When we pray for a blessings, we want to feel that a blessing is on its way. When we pray for protection, you and, and we want to feel safe afterwards. When we, we pray for deliverance, you and we want to probably feel that it is certainly being afforded us. However, if change doesn't happen, if or, or if change doesn't happen like we think it should happen, you might conclude that prayer doesn't really work. Not true. The Bible filled with stories of where prayers were answered. Like in 2 King chapter 20, verse 3, where King Hezekiah was deathly ill when Isaiah came to him, being dispatched to him by the Lord and, and saying to him, set your house in order for you shall surely die. And the Bible informs us that King, when Isaiah left, King Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed as never before. God sent Isaiah back to tell Hezekiah that he would extend his lifespan. Or perhaps like the story we read in 1 Samuel chapter 1 verse 11 where Hannah prayed for a son though she was infertile. In the aftermath, God blessed her with a child often. There is the misconception that only certain people are called and gifted to be intercessory prayer warriors. The truth, when the truth of the matter is, we are all called to pray for others and for ourselves. We are not to pray in words only, but to pray believing. God is a prayer-hearing God. Our practice of prayer should not be reserved just for times of great need and great want. We ought to pray at all times and in all situations. Our sermon series for the next five weeks uh, of this Lenten season shall focus upon our membership vows in the United Methodist Church. You remember them, don't you? You and we promise to be faithful 
and to support the church and, 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 to, and, and, and to do the things that we have promised. We have said we will support the church through our prayers and our presence, our service, our gifts, and our witness. Now, uh, the order might change in some settings, but the overall impact of it is this. We have vowed, we have promised, we will be faithful in our prayer life, in our presence of attending various things, especially worship service, in, in our service not just here at the church, but out into the larger world, and in our giving and our support and with our witness. Often, they're used as general church studies. We go over them in various ways. Our focus for today is upon the vow of prayer. This is a vow of standing in the gap of intercessory prayer for others. Ezekiel 20, 22 and 30 uh, informs us uh, by saying, uh, you can be a person standing in the gap that God is searching for, standing in the gap, in the prayer gap for your family, standing in the prayer gap for your, for your workplace, standing in the prayer gap for your community and for this world. If we are to overcome spiritual weakness and wickedness, we have to have a powerful prayer life. Not, not, not vosterous prayer. I mean, that, that works also, but you don't have to be vosterous. You just have to be in sincere relationship and communication with God. This church needs your prayer. Ministries we are trying to move forward with needs your prayers. People in and outside of the church needs your prayers. You have vowed to support the church. You have vowed to support the district of the Arkansas Conference and the Arkansas Conference itself and the United Methodist Church, but more so God's church universal. You have vowed to pray. So pray. Pray that God will change lives. Pray for marriages. Pray for the pandemic we are still facing. Pray for a better world and for better race relations. Pray because God is. Prayer hearing God. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 tells us with uh, helps us with the idea of praying. Listen to what it says again. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. The whole phraseology of this text is one of encouragement. This text invites, this text summons, this text calls, this text welcomes the followers of Jesus Christ.
Christ to a life of prayer. We are to be bold and courageous as we come to Jesus in prayer. We are to be self-assured as we pray about the needs, about the hurts, about the, the hopes, and about the requirements living and sustaining a healthy life. Pray. Hebrews 6, Hebrews 4, 16 tells us, so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and he will, and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. Did you hear the promise? It starts with coming. Coming boldly. Receiving mercy and grace when we need it most. Now, we have all kinds of needs. Those basic needs in life. And then there are times when we when our needs falls into the area of sickness and or brokenheartedness, and, and, and God will hear our prayers. Our Philippian text says, by prayer and supplication. The word render supplication is a stronger term, stronger term than the former. Supplication is when we really can't put into words just what to say. Supplication is our desperation from an acute awareness of our infirmities and needs. Supplication arms us with the strength and the courage to suffer and to wait while we ask for relief. It is the mode of prayer. Peculiar to those who are in special need. Romans 8.26 reminds us that the Spirit, listen, the Spirit also helps us with our infirmities. The times we just really can't put into words what it is we want to say to God. Uh, we can't phrase it like, like, we, like we feel it, but the Holy Spirit helps us with our infirmities. Oh, how important prayer is. We have vowed to support the church through our prayers. Stories told that in early Africa, African converts to Christianity, they were so earnest and regular in private and devotion, devotions of prayer. Each one of them reportedly had a separate spot in the thickets where they would go out and kneel on their knees and they would pray to God. Over time, after going out to the same place, pathway was well-worn. 
as a result. If one of these believers began to neglect their prayer life, it was soon apparent to the others because oh, growth started to taking place again. So those who noticed that some were slacking off in their prayer life, they would kindly remind the neglecting one, brother or sister, the grass grows on your path. Is the grass growing on your path of prayer life this morning? Are you so regular in prayer? that you're keeping it smooth. Pray. Pray. Believing. Knowing that God will hear your prayers. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, Holland Valley. I am excited to introduce our Lytton campaign supporting Holland Valley's excellent youth. With warmer months and the relaunching of HB Youth approaching, it's the perfect time to finish up a major project on our campus, the concrete pad. For $20,000, we can have the concrete pad prepped, poured, and pandemic ready for outdoor basketball, nine square, gaga ball, and so much more. Here's how you can help. Make a donation. Do you just want to give? That's great. Simply go to hbumc.org to make your donation today. Every gift helps. Egg and Neighbors Yard for $25 or $50. High Valley Youth will fill the yard with egg decorations for three days. Ready for it to start? Simply pay $50 and send it to another neighbor. Afraid you might get egged? Pay for insurance. Insurance is $25, and if you wouldn't like to play, that's fine. Just let us know. Valley, and it is your boy, Javen Lowe, and I'm outside with the snow. Do you want to build a snowman? I mean, you know, I, I, I did a pretty good job on that. But no, let's get straight to the point. At the find some light, guys, my bad. Giveaway. We're having a huge Easter basket giveaway. There will be three baskets children youth and adults yeah each three of these baskets will be contained with candy games and just a lot of fun let's be real here the main part of the basket is for the candy for the kids and adults i mean eventually you're going to end up giving your candy to the kids so i mean why not enter one way to enter you must buy a raffle ticket you buy one for five five for twenty Feel free to buy as many as you want. Each basket is put together by the HV Youth. So a bunch of candies and games and fun. That's three baskets. You know, you have three chances to win, but you could up your chances buying raffle tickets. This is only one of many things that we are doing. See you in the giveaway. Like I said, guys, it's Javen Love. It was nice being a part of this video. Peace out. Stay safe. Send an agram of encouragement. Want to send an agram of encouragement? Let us know and our Highland Valley youth will write and send a note to whoever you choose and let them know you are thinking about them. $5 for one and 20 for five. Give a little 